Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue to discuss the Seventh Commandment and what it promotes. was a wee little man and a wee little man was enough he. enough we have very few listeners as it is already we have less now the, the, the disturbing oh. thing is why do i feel the need to sing that in a british accent that's what i don't I have understand. no idea i don't know Did where you that go comes through from. like alpha or something no at i one think point too much title? bbc i love british mysteries i think yeah. i watch more british was a british shows than I, anything so how would sherlock handle maybe it's the wee little but that's more irish yeah we is yeah that's irish. oh wee, there wee we go was a wee little man. <laughs> Maybe you can guess what we're oh going to be talking about in this episode. <laughs> is what? it the seventh commandment and what it promotes? Is that what it yeah. is? Naturally, right. you would yes. come to that conclusion. And because it has to do with vocation. Always. There we go. We got that yeah, out of the get way. Get it out of the way. Yep. Uh, that should be the new intro. Is each one of us will take turns each episode just saying vocation. The first thing we <laughs> say. Maybe comedy. like in the intros yeah. and outro, this episode is brought to you by Vocation. <laughs> we're terrible oh yeah we are talking about the seventh commandment and uh, we love these bible study episodes of seeing how the commandment is played out in a scenario and here we have the story of Zacchaeus and Jesus in Luke 19. And, and we are also identifying we have ulterior motives with these Bible studies because we're demonstrating how the theology communicated in the confessions, mm-hmm. which now we're in the, the catechisms, but we'll go on to the other documents eventually, mm-hmm. is wholly consistent mm-hmm. with what is taught in Scripture. That, in fact, the confessions don't replace Scripture, don't supersede Scripture. Mm-hmm. They flow from the teaching of Scripture. Right. And so... Uh, when Luther talks about the commandment uh, prohibiting and promoting certain behaviors, he's just lifting that right from Scripture. It's right there before our eyes. Mm-hmm. And also revealing the aspect of the mm-hmm. um, small and large catechism, that what does this mean part, mm-hmm. is that there's only always application to theology. And, yep. and um, theology without application isn't biblical theology. Mm-hmm. Theology is practical. We don't need a separate practical theology. Amen. All right. With that, all, all of the soapboxes have been identified and, <laughs> oh, and spoken. No. And we <laughs> haven't talked about consumerism in the church, but we will not go there. In fact, Pastor Brett, would you please right. read? Yes, text? let's read Luke 19, and uh, here it is. He, that's this is Jesus, we're kind of jumping into the flow of things. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Boy, this is really hard to read without singing it. Uh, <laughs> with that, that That's why song. you're reading it, not oh, me. I can hum in the background. No, 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 no. You guys ever, sometimes songs, yeah, they do that when you're reading the scripture. Yep. Yeah. All right, sorry. Verse six, He so he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. 
And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Here ends the reading of God's word. Amen. 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 So I just thought about this. I never thought about it before. But the context of Zacchaeus and yeah. Zacchaeus's selfishness and then his repentance is couched by this little narrative introduction of Jesus entering Jericho. Jericho. Now, I think it would be good to remember the story of Jericho. Yeah. Because Joshua, uh, Jericho is the city that they march mm-hmm. around. We're doing all of the VBS stories today. <laughs> but he marches around. And then in Joshua six twenty six. Joshua laid an oath on them at the time saying, Cursed before the Lord be the man who rises up and rebuilds the city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn shall he lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son shall he set up its gates. Mm -hmm. That's Jericho. That's Joshua 6. Fast forward to 1 Kings 16.34. Indeed happened. Yeah. In his days, uh, that would be Ahab's days, Hile of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation at the cost of Abiram, his firstborn, and hmm. set up its gates at the cost of his youngest, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which was spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. So the entire context of this story is the selfishness of prosperity that one man had to rebuild a city. But yet, the extravagant grace mm-hmm. and mercy of God and the redemption that is found in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you have Rahab, the prostitute's line, being saved. Rahab becomes an ancestor of mm-hmm. Jesus uh, in his thing. So I, I've never really understood the story of Zacchaeus in that context mm-hmm. before. But that for whatever reason, this time, Jericho popped off the page to hmm. me, and I think that's really interesting to yeah. put it in context. But even in the context of Luke, it's got money and ambition in mm-hmm. chapters yeah. previous to yeah. it. Yeah. Especially 18, right. you have the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee, where we've got a tax collector in yep. uh, and Zacchaeus here, and then a couple sections after that, you have the parable of, or not the parable, you have Jesus interacting with the rich ruler. Mm-hmm. You know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, man... I love the Bible. It's very rich. It's it's very connected to the entire narrative of Scripture. I love it. I love the Bible. <laughs> I love the Bible. Love you the can't Bible. say anything more pious than that. <laughs> no, but, but you know, and that's the you know the thing that struck me is that we have the privilege as pastors mm. that this is this is our calling. This is mm. our job, our career, whatever you want to call Vocation. it. Vocation. Yeah. Vocation. <laughs> yes. And it's so interesting that that is such. a a privilege, and I know that some of the mm-hmm. all the junk of being a pastor uh, in today's society does weigh us down. Mm-hmm. But praise be to God mm-hmm. for That's His Word it. and and how we love the Word of God and how privileged it is, and how it is that lamp mm-hmm. shining in a dark place that guides yep. us and leads us back to the foot of the cross. Yeah. Amen. So we spent seven minutes doing that. Should we talk about Zacchaeus? Yeah, and I was just going to say <laughs> he's kind of the. the a story that shows us there's hope for short people. Oh, <laughs> Brett goes there. The views expressed on this yeah. podcast may not be of that of the other two pastors. Email Pastor Brett Bowe. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, none of us are short guys by any means, but if I were short, I would, Zacchaeus would be my favorite character, I think, in the Bible. Not, not Bill Dad the Shoe Height? No. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Let's get back to the word of God. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, there's no there's no uh, discussion about his shortness other than the circumstances yeah. of how he met Jesus. Had to climb a tree. Yeah, had to climb a tree to see. But you know, it also his you know his enthusiasm to see Jesus, mm-hmm. his his desire for the gospel, for mm-hmm. something, because obviously something was working in his heart. Yeah, it, and I think there's there's a neat little angle here in this text of seeking and seekers and who is seeking who, that sort of, of thing. That Zacchaeus recognized there's something missing in his life. Mm-hmm. And this is the best of, you know, when we talk about seeker-sensitive and, sure. and all of that yeah. nonsense. But when God... Mm-hmm calls to those, seek me and you will find me, mm-hmm. and, and those sorts of things. Now, the, the confessional knee-jerk reaction is, well, God says that, but no one seeks, right? That's Romans mm-hmm. 3, no one seeks after me, no one, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But there is a sense of seeking for those who recognize that there's something missing yeah. in their lives, that and that's, that's void. That's even showing that God has been seeking them before that, mm-hmm. where they're, like I'm guessing Zacchaeus, was already being sought by God going into this story. But it's also the mystery of how the gospel begins to work in hearts through the ministry and power of the Holy Spirit in a time that we can't see, in a way that we can't see. And I know that sometimes we want to be forensic about that work, but that's truly a work of God. Mm-hmm. And we scatter that seed and we preach the saving gospel of Jesus Christ for repentance, for the forgiveness of sins, just as Jesus commanded us to. Yeah, we're, we're really seeing right here, I believe, conviction of sin at mm-hmm. work in Zacchaeus's yep. life Amen. and that's yep. the you know the emptiness and yep. you know even if to put the worst construction on it Zacchaeus was initially seeking Jesus as a status symbol you mm. know just to try to do that and we can't go there definitively does it in fact I don't want to go there because of the way Zacchaeus does this everything Zacchaeus does prior to meeting Jesus is undignified it is yeah the, the running Yep, because uh, he would have had to gird up his loins, and mm-hmm. you know it wasn't dignified of a wealthy person. Mm-hmm. The climbing the tree certainly wasn't mm-hmm. dignified of a wealthy person. Yep. Uh, and Zacchaeus would have been someone who was had a vested interest in protecting his reputation because the people already hated him. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, tie that in with Nicodemus, how he came by and night. night. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so all of this is setting up this encounter he has with mm-hmm. Jesus, right. and the response he has to. Jesus' words, which is, it, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And this is where we get into the, the flip side to the promotion of the seventh mm-hmm. commandment in the honesty and integrity and generosity and, and so on and so forth, which mm-hmm. is really being highlighted here. Right. And, and I think we need to get to that by means of the gospel as well mm-hmm. of, like it says in verse 10, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. And so we're going to see the gospel in play in this man's life. We got to. Re- it's very important in interpreting this passage. We reverse engineer what's going on. We we start at the back end, and, and work our way towards the front of the parable as far as the gospel is concerned. Otherwise, you get into works righteousness. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Jesus sought out Zacchaeus. You know, Zacchaeus, you must come down for I'm going to eat at your house today. Right, mm-hmm. and so Jesus says. Today, salvation has come to this house since Zacchaeus also is a son of Abram. Lots of eschatological yeah, things to right. get into that. But he didn't say 
today's salvation has come to this house because he just gave all his... Yeah, Zacchaeus yeah, restored fourfold right. for all yep. of his crimes. But that also reveals, though, a tree is known by its fruit, so something was mm-hmm. working in his heart. There was repentance, true repentance, mm-hmm. uh, through mm-hmm. the gospel of Christ. You yep. have a perfect picture yep. of faith without works is dead, but faith is never without works Amen. right yep. here. Yep. Uh, but if we go through it, working backwards, we see Jesus saved Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus responded in faith, mm-hmm. with virtue, yeah. with loving his neighbors. Mm-hmm. That's and it, huge. And it's all the grace of God. Yep. It's totally, entirely yeah. a wonderful work of God because as both of all three of us, Zacchaeus was dead in his trespasses and sins. Yep. What can a dead person do to save themselves? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. It was mm-hmm. the grace and mercy yep. of God through the gospel. And Jesus is the gospel. Yeah. You know, this all of the word about who is this guy, Jesus? Who is this prophet that's, that's come? And Zacchaeus was like, I got to check this out. So God was already working on his heart mm-hmm. through the gospel, who is the person of Christ. And that, that's why Jesus says, I must stay at your house today. There's the presence of Jesus. And that's, that's where the forgiveness happened. Yep. This is one of those spots in scripture where I would love to have a little more. You know, give yeah. us a little more. What did Jesus say when he got to the house? You know, that sort of thing. But this is the, the fellowship. Yeah, uh, one Commun- of my communion with yeah, Jesus. Yeah. One of my instructors in my doctor of ministry program, and I don't want to be a name dropper. I just want to put it in context. The man who wrote the Luke Concordia commentary, Arthur Just, mm-hmm. a big theme he pulls out from Luke is table fellowship with Jesus, hmm. and it is always then pointing us to holy communion, mm-hmm. to where we receive the forgiveness of sins, and so the the, the two are akin to each other. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Eating with the sinner mm-hmm. is pointing us to Jesus forgiving the sinner mm-hmm. and, and, and cleansing the sinner. And, and that's where the salvation happens. Uh, he is called a son of Abraham because of his faith, mm-hmm. not because of his lineage. Amen. And then that son of Abraham responds in his faith by loving his neighbor in the law. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. And so let's start to get into more of the application of what does this mean for us in terms of promoting this commandment, uh, you shall not steal. Well, promoting this commandment, first of all, again, we're doing what the law is meant to do and we're highlighting the gospel. And we see Jesus here forgiving sins and reconciling the sinner. Mm -hmm. That's the most important. The law is always, always, always preparing us for the gospel. Even when the law is guiding us as Christians, it's preparing us to receive the gospel when we fail to be Christians. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And we want to highlight Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's us. Yep. We want to highlight Jesus fellowshipping, reconciling a sinner who was lost in his idolatry and in his vileness. That's us. And then then we can highlight that what Zacchaeus does in restoring fourfold all of the wrongs he had done as chief tax collector, uh, it's not prescriptive, but it is. it exemplifies how our response to mm-hmm. our neighbor ought to be in the gospel. Right. So what you're saying is if, if you were to find salvation in Christ, Zacchaeus doesn't offer you. The story of Zacchaeus is not the map for what you do next. Nope. Like you need to pay back fourfold or... Uh, you need to restore what you took. Um, it's not necessarily uh, a map or a guide in that way. But those things are evidence, like that whole statement by Christ, the tree is known by its fruit. Those are evidences mm-hmm. 
that something miraculous yep. has happened in your heart, that that new creation mm-hmm. has begun its process and that there is a, a genuine sense of conversion there. And mm-hmm. so those aren't prescriptive things that do A plus B equals C. Right. It's like, no, right. this is evidence that God has raised this person spiritually from the dead mm-hmm. and the grace and mercy of God has brought salvation to not mm-hmm. only Zacchaeus, but you know, his whole household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would say here, I think that there are three things because we're Lutheran pastors wow, and everything three. comes in threes. Yes. <laughs> we, there's three things God would have you consider as you're considering this passage, as you're meditating on this passage. The first is what is, how can I examine my life to see where my sin is similar? You know, again, we're tempted to want to take this to a rich person who's robbed us and say, look, repent. No. How have I in my sin robbed those around me? Not necessarily financially, but anything. The second thing God wants us to do as we meditate on this passage is to repent. Do what Zacchaeus did. Repent. Uh, Confess your sin before God Almighty. Agree with what he's already saying about you, that you are a sinner, uh, and, and cry out for mercy. And then, as you are forgiven, Consider how you can go out and love your neighbor mm-hmm. in light of your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And for Zacchaeus, loving the neighbor, uh, in this case, was to pay back what he had stolen because mm-hmm. he was still in possession of it. Uh, he was in a position where he could not only right the wrong, but he could right the wrong extremely yep. by giving back fourfold. He paid it back with interest is essentially what he did. Praise be to God. Uh, it, it is highly likely uh, that as you examine your life for sin um, under the seventh commandment, that it won't be that you are a chief tax collector that has robbed <laughs> thousands or millions of dollars, but that you will have robbed someone else in a better way. It, it might be that you found out that you're a lazy employer or employee. Uh, in that case, uh, be a better employee. You know, you know if you're in, in such a place, you you could repent before your employer asks for forgiveness and say, I've been convicted of this, I want to do a better job, can you help me to know what your expectations of? And then you can, you know, do those. Or simply to go out and do a better job might be that. But always uh, remembering that it is not your response to the gospel that gets you the forgiveness of your sins, mm-hmm. but that you are responding because you're already forgiven. That's so huge right there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to end with Hebrews, if that's all right. Hebrews chapter 13, I'm going to begin in verse 5, and it says this. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Mm -hmm. Amen. That's a great Great thing to consider. God has provided everything you need. He's provided your daily bread. More importantly, he's provided you with an eternity that's wrapped up in the person and work of Jesus Christ, not in the person and work of you. Mm -hmm. And and it is in that that we go out and love our neighbor and respond to that. And that's where our prayer is. That's where our desire is. uh, And that's a good place to leave us as we uh, consider Zacchaeus in the seventh commandment. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Please join us next week as Pastor Brett, Pastor Jason, and myself continue our discussion on the Ten Commandments. God bless you and have a wonderful week.